sound like a knucklehead. I have no idea Welcome to the Chase Brewster Show. I'm your host, Chase Brewster. Today is a very special day for me, both personally and professionally. A lot of hard work has went in behind the scenes these last three or four years to make uh, what started out as a, as a very small idea uh, into a dream come true. And having the first episode of the Chase Brewster Show uh, aired live today. When we first started the idea of having the Chase Brewster Show, there was only one guest that I had in mind to, to be the first uh, interviewee on the show, somebody that means the world to me, uh, somebody that was in my wedding, somebody that is the most respected guy in baseball that I know, and somebody that, that changes everybody around him for the better, which is the kind of people I'm trying to be with uh, at this point in my career. None other than St. Louis Cardinal Scout, Dirk King. What's up, everybody? Good to see everybody. Chase, appreciate you. It's a ton having me on right now. You know, we've been through a lot of stuff together, me and you. Uh, obviously, the wedding was a huge day and a bunch of wins and trips and uh, family trips and all that stuff. So it only feels right as we move forward into uncharted waters of trying to do a podcast to have you as the first guest and to be a part of what hopefully is episode one of many um, and that this will go on as long as people continue, continue to tune in. Uh, so hopefully we'll be a part of some members here together like we always have and hopefully it'll be you know another great uh, adventure that me and you take together with this first episode. Absolutely. You, you missed something on that sticks thing with the W's. Yeah, We've got a couple of those. There's been a lot of wins along the way. Uh, <laughs> the sticks you know, I had to, yeah, you know, it's I been had a to. lot of fun. So along for those guys that don't know, Dirk Kenny, uh, St. Louis Cardinal scout, but has also been coaching on, on stick three and two sticks, 17 U Brewster the last four or five years with, Tyler Sawyer and Steve Landers and Cesar Abreu. And this past summer we had a case in Tallette. So uh, somebody that, you know, I've spent many a days and nights and in-betweens with together in the dugout and on and off the field. So, uh, you know, somebody that was very easy to interview because I've been around him on a day-to-day basis and, and we talk every day. So there has been a lot of work hey, along the way. got to let them know that, bro. It was pure luck. Like, oh, I mean, man. we knew each other. We didn't know each other. So it's – Sometimes good things happen to good people. Oh, it's you know, it, it's one of those things where what, what started out as a bad trip one time in Arizona ended up into a lifelong friendship that, uh, you know, that okay. I've forever. And, uh, you know, it, it's sometimes you just make good, you make good situations out of bad situations. That's what we did. And here now we are sitting between two iPads trying to, trying to start a podcast. So, uh, you know, one, one, one vacation in Arizona, has led to many, many adventures for me and you, and I'm forever grateful for that. Thanks. Appreciate you, man. I don't know if the Cardinal system is as good as it is without you. Well, I mean, it, you know, Mason Lynn and Tin Cans and some of those guys that have played for us, it's definitely been a blessing to, for the Cardinals to take them, and hopefully uh, we'll get to watch them debut together at Bush sometime soon. Yeah, we'll be there. We sit in first row for that one. I hope so. We'll have to, Flo will have to get us tickets. <laughs> we'll have to take care of us. 
Tink will be going 98 with a break ball, and Mason will be throwing 103 across the infield. Mason will be on the tickets. I said it for five years. He'll be on tickets one day. He'll be on the posters. He'll be he'll be the man, the face of the program, hopefully. So, you know, Jordan Walker, all those guys, you know, hoping that they keep – Ian Bedell, hoping they keep playing well. And hopefully they're all out there together. Do you ever think the sticks would be where it is five years ago when you started uh, seven years ago? I didn't, I didn't know that we would change as many lives and have as many players across the country. I, I thought we'd win a bunch of games, like, locally, and I thought we'd have a bunch of good Arkansas kids. I, you know, to have a Nolan Sousa from Hawaii, to have a Tommy Rule from New York, a Luke Napolitano from New York, you know, to have, you know, Canada players, all these kids. Like, no, I never envisioned that. I, I figured we would win. I figured we'd have a couple teams. Had no, I, I had to ask right there because, I mean, it's, it's turned into a – what five county team to a national team in a relatively quick time? Well, at a, at a, you know, at a bunch of different age groups too, which is what I'm proudest about. You know, is that our 15s are really good, our 16s, our 17s, um, and that was one of the things that we wanted to grow to start with was make sure that we weren't just good on one team. And, and all, you know, we had 20 teams last summer. We had, I think, three in Arizona. We had five in New York. Um, so I mean, we were good across the board. Our, today's we're shooting this on Labor Day. Our 14 or our 15s in New York are playing in the Labor Day Championship in perfect game. Um, you know, we just had the Sticks Fall League in Arkansas this past weekend start off with over 200 kids playing at five locations. So, um, you know, it's just kids are getting better, and we, we have a tremendous uh, amount of talent and great kids that play with great high schools, and we got great people like Evan Ham and Kyle Slayton running things behind the scenes. So it's been a dream come true, and hopefully we'll just be able to keep touching lives you know, do a thing along the way to, to just continue to grow in different states. And I've never had – we've spent how many hotel nights together? I've never asked you that question. Well, it, it's probably not what we're supposed to be without you guys. You and Tom yeah, and Steve have made it. Steve got way more pool than I do. Steve does have a lot of pool. He does. So, listen, the, to, I broke this – Say that one more it's, time. It's been – and be a part of to watch this thing grow oh. the way it has. You know, I tell people all the time I got the greatest job in the world, and the and the kids are great. They are, and the parents are phenomenal most of the time. But what gets lost in all that is the group that we're around, and um, you know, you and Steve and Tyler and Dirk and Saw or um, Slayton and uh, Halter and all those guys, and my wife being in the dugout every game. It, it's really truly just a blessing, man, to get to do what I love every day with my best friends. And when we started talking about the Chase Brewster show and the vision of it, this is really where I was at with it. As I, you know, I want to be a part, I want to change. Like, I want to help be a part of change. I want to, you know, change the world or, or whatever. And everybody's got definitions of that. But I want to be a part of the change. And one of the things that really touched my heart was I get to spend all these moments with these great people that nobody ever gets to see. You know, there's yeah. interviews out there with you on video or Steve or, and our, and, and you know this because we're in the same circle. We have hundreds and what feels like thousands of great friends, you know, the Joey Hawkins of the world, the Noah Sanders, the Coach Van Horns. I mean, these are just legends. They're the greatest people in the world that like, you know, I want to have on here. So hopefully somebody's watching, you know, even if we just touch one person, motivate, inspire, you know, whatever we can um, to, to just, you know, be a part of the change. And, you know, I think, the, the most fortunate thing about me and my career and my life is the amount of great people that are around me and obviously consider you one of them. So, um, you know, I appreciate you being the first guest 
And hopefully we can set the bar as high as we can. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't look the part. I have no media training. Uh, but I do have some of the best friends in the world. And I consider this no different than me and you. You know, we talk probably four or five times a week. We have the group messages every day. I consider this just a normal phone call. Um, and we get to lucky enough to video it. And I'm assuming people are going to watch. I'll be a little disappointed if they don't. But that's not really why we're doing it for. We're not doing it for video. But you got to let them know what's up for 2023 and 24 with the sticks and like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a podcast. The sticks built it. But to me, it's a podcast about how how can we help just motivate and inspire. Um, When I look at my my life personally and professionally, a big part of what, what has molded me is interviews and podcasts. I love to read. A lot of people don't know that. But I love to study successful and famous people. We've talked about this. A lot, the Buddy Bells of the world, you know, even, you know, more famous than that, just people that are successful, you know, they have nothing to do with baseball. I love to study up on and watch. So I know there's a market there, and I know that I've been fortunate enough to hang out with some really successful people like yourself. So, um, you know, chapter, it's called Why, B-Y is the first chapter. We broke it up into chapters instead of uh, instead of seasons. Um, so that's my why, is to be a part of something good, to be a part of a change, to you know, to motivate and inspire and just, just as I get older, you know, kind of give back. So um, I appreciate you being a part of the why chapter. And hopefully as this thing keeps growing, you know, and this interview goes on, we'll get to know your why on you do what you do. And we'll get to find out a little bit about Dirt King. And, uh, what the Which I appreciate you letting me be a part of this. Appreciate you letting me influence kids every day. Oh, Not every the best day. Part, the best part it's about it. It's, you know, for me, I know the story a little bit. Um, but, you know, military kid, born in Jersey, grew up in Oklahoma, kind of take us through some of that and give us the lowdown kind of on what makes you who you are. Yeah, just um, grew up in Jersey and then moved to Oklahoma and then, like, you know, military household upbringing, you don't mess with, you don't get to play at all. So my old man was very firm on me. I, I came home seven minutes late. My junior year of high school grounded me seven days with no electricity. So my upbringing's a little different than everybody else's, and that's okay. Like, I still love my father to death. But looking back at it, I don't know if that's the way I would do it, parenting. But I grew up in a very strict household. And and I laid on the kids a little bit because there's no reason why you can't run home the first part. So, like, I yell all the time, hard 90. It's not – there's going to be a day you don't get allowed to run a hard 90. And that's what we're trying to tell these kids. Like, there's going to be a day you don't get to stretch that single into a double. Like, very few players can ever say when they're done. And, like, Yachty can, Bueno can, Albert can. After that, like, it's pretty slim. So, like, my goal is, like, and I've told Mason this. I've told Tink this. Like, just do whatever. When when you get 40 and they tell you you're done, you're done. But it's hard, it's hard to get kids to understand that, hey, you're not invincible. Like, we, we usually tell you you're done before you think you're done. Oh, no doubt. So that's a, my, my goal with the sticks, you know, all right, we're going we're gonna to find the great makeup. We're going to find fun kids. We're going to find kids that go hard. But for me, I have to make sure they understand to play 100%, 100% of the time. So, and if they don't understand that, they're not going to get to hang around, I have a feeling. 
so military kid growing up in Oklahoma, dad, dad strict on him. Obviously, that's why you're so oriented on being early and staying late and leaving it better than you found it. And all those things make a lot of sense. So going to play college, obviously, we got to stop because I know people are going to care about this side note. Big time high school basketball player. Just throw that out there. Uh, I a little bit. Yeah. He's, that was my dream. So college baseball, have a little bit of surgery somewhere in there. Um, oh, yeah. Happen, yeah. Happens to the best of us sometimes. Um one of those things where that led you into coaching in a high school, Correct. I believe. Well, yeah, I did. I did five years. What high school? Did high school here in Eudora outside of Kansas City, which is like a 4A, 5A. I don't know how it profiled down in Arkansas, but good, good. I mean, went 20 last two years, I want to say 24 and 2 and 23 and 3, maybe. I mean, pretty, pretty good couple teams, but it's not surprising. We know we never got the we never got the big ring. We had a parochial school here in Kansas City that just always whooped our tail, yeah, yeah. and there's nothing to do about it. So, but no, yeah, did did high school five years, loved it, got to coach basketball again, like absolutely adored it. So then, you know, one of the things I find fascinating about you is you you were able to coach. At two college programs, and with all respect to everybody involved now, because I love both of these head coaches, underwhelming success at, at the two programs you were at historically. You, you're, we did, we did. Well, you take we the program OBU as the recruiting coordinator, and you go, you play the championship game in the D2 World Series, which is unheard of at a Washtenaw Baptist. Um, yeah, and Coach Howard's great. And then, and then on top of that, from there you go. I'm more proud of Little Rock than I am Watchtaw. Watchtaw was well, lazy getting, recruit. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's uh, this is my, my first time, but I'm the captain of this ship. I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> here, but I'm getting there. Uh, but before we move past up to you and talk about Little Rock, I gotta say one thing: being around you is just the great people that were on that team that I got to meet. You know, through you and, and around you, Drew Moss, Steve Smith. I mean, those are just incredible human beings and. Uh, we would be lying if we didn't give those guys a shout out as, as just uh, making history with the Tigers um, on that championship run. Then you, then you wait, wait, hold on, coach. You got to think about this now. One of them's a Division two head coach. Like I got to yeah. put my chest a little bit with one. Drew, okay. Drew's the head coach right down the street from me, and Steve Smith's doing really well in Texarkana. Oh no! And that takes that trumps every W I've ever had. Steve was a legend at OBU, too. Sure. Coach, I, 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 he, he'd want to pitch Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It was impressive. And I had to shut him down, and he'd get mad at me. And I'm like, Stud, you're going to get hurt. Like, the body can't do this. Yeah, Steve's and he'd go try. He'd go try and do it every game. Yeah, Steve, Steve's the man. So from there, you go to Little Rock. Um, Little Rock had never really won, I don't think, especially since Hogan had left. And um, you you recruited the majority of that team that, that won the conference tournament, played in the regional. Um, just just talk about really. I was trying to set the question up about both programs, but you, you jumped in on me. But just talk about both of those. You know, being a part of two rebuilds to taking it to you know heights that they haven't seen since. And, and obviously, I know you love the state of Arkansas. Just talk about you know a little bit about some of that process and some of those guys that were involved. 
the the thing at Little Rock was that we had to get over this persona that Little Rock was a bad place. So I had to understand, get get recruits come in, understand, hey, we're going to be okay. You got a coach that loves you. You got teammates that love you. Just come in here, hook it up. I know we have bad astroturf. I know we have a bad scoreboard. I know we have bad foul pulls. I also know if you want to hook it up and want to try to beat somebody, we're going to beat them. So that was just the persona that I had to get through those kids. And it took a lot. Like you bring in 27 new kids before this whole transfer portal and all this stuff. It's a lot. And and we went in there. We went 20 junior college. We went seven high school. And, I mean, we don't even talk about the Andrew Hans, Jordan Spears, who are really good players in Little Rock that trusted me. I mean, really good players. Awesome. And, and to sit to get two Little Rock kids to stay home is not easy because they're exhausted in Little Rock. And I get it. But my goal was, hey, just hang with me. It's two years, three years. Like for Han Spears, it would have been three years because they're both getting drafted as juniors. Yeah. But my thing was just hook it up and just hang with me. And I guarantee you, and I've, it breaks my heart to this day. I had to leave those guys, but everything happens for a reason. And I needed to get back up here have a son, start a family, all that. So on the way out from Little Rock, and I'll let you tell the story, but I think you ended up with the Cardinals was, you know, just a complete random act and, and you know, gift from God of, of a, just a very random situation. So I'll let you tell the viewers that story. I know it's been a happy yeah. minute ever since. For it was, it was actually during the Little Rock time. Um, Got a phone call in the hotel and said, hey, do you, are you interested in managing? And from somebody from the Cardinals that was a higher up who's no longer with us and said, hey, if you ever want to stop being a college coach, you're more than welcome to jump on with us. And I stuck in my pocket, didn't really think much of it. And then as my ex-wife was talking, like I was like, okay, she wants to leave Little Rock. And the gentleman I was working with was interesting. And I was like, okay, we're Maybe I should do this. So pure called me in the hotel room, pure grace of God that I got to be where I'm at today. And thank goodness Troy University had a really good arm. Because Tyler Cameron was playing. My bad. No, keep going. It's no, show now. Tyler Cameron. The only reason I swear, the only reason why I got the job is because Tyler Cameron from El Dorado's playing left field. He misjudges the ball, and I just didn't get upset about it. I was like, "Hey, stud, it's not like you did on purpose. Let's just figure it out and be better." Well, that's I didn't even know that part of the story, and that's kind of weird or ironic, I guess, because that's kind of how it is on the sticks. I mean, you know, you never see anybody get braided or even taken out. A lot of times, you just make air. Well, not. So, um, before we move on from Little Rock, I would be doing everybody a disservice if I didn't just give a huge shout out to Coach Perry and Coach Sanders because a lot of the things you've talked about have been changed since the, you know, they just put all new fence up there and, and foul poles and all that stuff. And it's it, amazing. We love those guys, man. Coach, I'm gonna bet Chris Curry's the best speaker I've ever heard in person, and I'm gonna bet Coach to to get on here. And, and Noah Noah was very jealous today when I told him you were the first guest. So. Um, those, <laughs> those guys, those guys are very important to me and, and people. We hope to be on here later, so we want to give a shout out because they're working very hard over there and, and treating our kids right. So, 
All right, so now you're with the Cardinals. Life's great. Um, obviously, getting your foot wet in, in scouting, and um, you know it's one of those things. I think you know a good player, but it's a lot more than just being able to hit and throw, and, and, and sometimes even run. Um, so talk talk to us a little bit about your process and finding a really good player. And you know, I know you spend 150 nights on the road a year, and you know I'll call you and you'll be at some NAI or some D3 just searching, and um, you know your first. Yeah. The big leaguer you had in Luke Voigt was, a, you know, kind of alone that trajectory. You know, he, he didn't – he wasn't a first round or anything. I mean, obviously there were some qualities about him he liked right down the road at Missouri State. So just take kind of the, the viewers through some of that of your process and, you know, what a normal scouting trip is for you. All right. So let me knock Luke out real quick. He hit the ball far, period. That's it. I mean, he hit the ball far. He couldn't catch but he could hit the ball, I mean, and then he never did it in the game. And you're like, okay, if I just, if he trusts, same thing with the sticks, kids, just trust us. Same thing as recruiting, just trust us. We'll get you right. We'll get you right. So he bought in. Um, I mean, the, the, the scouting game is, it sounds glamorous. It's tough. It causes, I mean, I mean, it's tough. You're on the road all the time. Hundred. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Like St. Louis is a little different than most. Like we tell our guys to go home, tell our guys to go be husbands, tell our guys to go be good dads. Um, so we're a little different maybe than, and I'm not saying other orgs don't, yeah. but like we, we, we value family pretty close. So, um, but no, a typical is like, I'll give you, like, let's take Tink, for example. So I'm leaving KC at, like, 6 on a Thursday night. I'm going to get to Fort Smith, take a nap, wake up, go see some friends that are coming in out of town that are working for other teams, have a good chat with them, and then we're going to go watch Tink. And then COVID hits. And then it's like, are you going to gamble? Because they they're going to cancel the game. Some yeah, they told them, they told them they, all 30 teams would go home. And I was like, I told my boss at the time, I was like, I'm telling you, you've got to go see this kid. You've got to go see this kid. It's because when we threw him in uh, Phoenix, he didn't throw until the very back end, so no one saw him. So, anyway, long story short, well, we like we go, we walk. Nick Griffin and Tink both threw at Monticello, right? Yeah. yeah. We went to Monticello after that. But that, that's just a story like where people. And then I remember sitting in Little Rock. I was exhausted. And I'm sitting there in Little Rock going, what if, this, what if we really get Tinker Nick? Like, how funny of a story this would be. And how am I going to get in trouble one day? Because both of them are going to pitch in big leagues one day. I'm a firm believer in that. How was this story going to go over with St. Louis when they already told me to go home? So, anyway, there's that. There's, I, I think people forget that scouts have to go watch Pro Bowl all the time. So, like, you have to go to Omaha. You have to go to Lincoln. Not Lincoln. You have to go to Iowa. You have to go to – there's way more than just watching high school kids or college kids. Sure. And they forget how so many states you guys have. Yeah, I'm blessed I don't have that many. So, a lot of guys have – I mean, you're talking – I mean, a buddy of mine has Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin. 
And to me, that's not healthy. Like, I, I don't know how you'd be a good scout. Not if you're going to do it the right way. Because there's still good players in North and South Dakota, I mean, that you need to see. That, that Blake Trinan guy from South Dakota State's doing okay in the big leagues. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but, and COVID changed a bunch of it. I got to watch firsthand. We actually, we were, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell people this, but we were fortunate enough that during COVID, during the draft, we got to watch every pick, I, you know, sitting on the couch in Embassy Suites. So, I got to see a lot of it firsthand and hear it and just, very one of the highlights of my career, really, just literally watching the war room or listening, and like there's a thousand guys fighting for a thousand players from a thousand places, and it just comes down to who believes in who, and you know who who kind of sees guys. There's a guy that went the 14th round this year that burned me that we didn't get him. 14th round. But you do you do this, you travel this, you do this for that kid, and. If you have um, passion, then you're going to fight for those guys. If you don't have passion in your job, then just stop doing your job. Do something else. For sure. I have passion for the Six. I have passion for the Cardinals. I have passion getting us better players. Have passion in everything you do. Because if you don't, do something else. Well, and, and staying on the theme of Chapter 1, the why, I mean, it sounds like maybe that is your why for, for every day. Uh, so speak on that a little bit for me. On what drives you as a human being, as a scout, as a as just a, as a father? Uh, what's your why of, of, as we go forward of, of, of what gets you going? Uh, my why is my son. My why is also my mother. My why are my friends. Two great people. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to let any of them down. Period. That is all it takes. That's why I get out of bed every day. That's why I go to the gym. That's why I check in with Mason Wynn. That's why I check in with Tinkens. That's why I check in with Ian Bedell. My whole goal is to make sure, like, and we all don't know their, I mean, as close as I am with those kids, I don't know the whole story. For sure. But my whole goal, my whole goal is to show them, hey, this is how we're going to do this. If you want to buckle up, which you apparently agreed to, buckle up, be right, do things right, be respectful, go to work, do everything that you can to be the best player you can be. And not even the best player, the best person. It's not the best player. I've had plenty of guys well, I, released. It, stuff I want to say this too. No, keep going. I got you. I, My bad. I know. I've never had one call from St. Louis saying, hey, this guy's a shitbag. And I pride myself on that. So what I want to say real quick is the the thing is, and I love Mason dearly, like dearly, 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 dearly love Mason. But Ralph on Mason out of high school is back in. And I'm standing on the tables going, hey, best leader I've ever been around, hands down. There is no number two. Mason was the best leader I've ever seen in my life. I have no idea who even I would put second. And you being in the house. Two things right there. Number one, he never they never sat in a dugout with him. 100%. Like you and I did. For sure. Number two, like, I had a pretty good story of what went on. So those people that won oh, yeah. judges' makeup need to kick sand a little bit. But see, that, that, that part of the story, I say that out of respect to Mason because it's, it's behind him. But it's a part of his story because everybody turned on him. I watched it. I mean, they kicked them out of everything. And and me and you, 
are standing up going like, no, 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 we just spent six days in the house with this guy. His agent, Andrew Guerrero, who I love dearly too, is like, no, this is the best kid ever. The people that are around him every day were fighting and fighting and fighting, and then it's all, he won't take this. You know, there's just all these stories. And I think what doesn't get, yeah, it's great that you got Mason. It, 100%. The second round is a first round talent, top 10 talent, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't do it for a little. That's my view on it. And all of a sudden, here's, the, here's, like, my, hey, best story. here's my best story about Mason. Best story. What I told Mr. Flores, Mr. Mo, everybody, you're going to hate the coach against him. You're going to love to have him. Oh, you know and there's nothing else we have to talk about right there. Nothing else. Well, he, He's just. He changed us forever. He changed the sticks. He changed me. Um, you know, he, he, it was amazing. He made me understand get kids a second chance. That's what I was going to Like, I used he just, he, like, he referred that all you got to do is love someone for them. It, I didn't care if Mason went hit a double or threw a hundred. We were still going to be fine. And, you know, we just, yeah. we wanted to help him for a human being. And, you know, Mason, if you see this, we love you. I know I speak for Dirk and everybody that, you know, on our end and hope to have you on one day. And, you know, we'll be there for sure when you're a big leader. But I, 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 I say all that to say you were there to go, no, hey, hey, I was there. Like, I know, I know better. Um, so I think that's big on you because what people don't understand is, I mean, well, I love the sticks. It doesn't pay a million dollars. I mean, you, you have to spend time away from P, your son, your life, the Cardinals, to do some of this, and it's not lucrative. Um, you know, we try to take care of everybody, but you can do a lot. Don't get better without sticks. Think about that. But that's 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 my thing. Is you? I want to give you, you know, the credit you deserve in the going to these events and being in that house, and you know, us going to Arizona for five days with a hundred kids in the house. It felt like that one weekend with Jeff. But we got to see Damn. Mason. I yeah. mean, literally in that room is Braylon Bishop, Mason Wynn, Tinkins, and Nate Wogamuth, who throws 100. That's like the best group of – that's the best room ever in our house. And uh, <laughs> Jeff and them had the other guys, you know, next yeah, to Yeah, you got Ethan Long on them in there, in and out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ethan Long was there. I mean, those are like real true um, – those are real oh, true. Yeah. You didn't have to go to that. And, and I mean, you know, I just appreciate you doing it. I want people to know that, like, a lot, a lot of the work on the background with Mason was because you just work harder than everybody else, and I appreciate that, at least for the sticks. And um, you know, I know that that we all appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, it wouldn't be the same problem. One thing, coach. So tell me, tell me the best player you've ever scouted and the best player you've ever had drafted. Mm, you know what the funny story is? We were talking about this yesterday at dinner. The funniest story is me trying to explain to people that Bobby Witt hit, had one hit with me for a week when I was coaching Team USA. One hit. And I was like, hands down, 1-1. One, one. And they're like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, you guys don't work in baseball. You don't understand Twitch. You don't understand. And to this day, like, I, I sat there and I was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's got to work. But the, maybe the funnest player. I don't know who the best, like, I had an Andrew Benatendi crush for a long time. Um, man. I'd probably say it's Bobby. I mean, Bobby's good pretty player. good, dude. I mean, good player. I mean, Bobby's going to, like, and, and you know what the better part is, is Bobby's dad and I are talking after he went, like, over three with two punch outs and some, USA game, Bobby goes, see, misbehave. Like, you can stick your foot in his tail yeah. anytime. I was like, hey, you my kind of dad. Like, yeah. we're good. But best, best player you ever had drafted? Uh, it's probably going to have to be Luke right now. 
I mean, it's not Mason and Tink haven't got there yet, yeah, yeah. so I don't. Well, he's a good player too, back coach. I never know having Luke Void on the resume. And Luke, Luke just needs to drop his two buttons, hit pumps, and live life. He's he's been in some good uh, he's been in some good spots now. So some good. Mm-hmm. Well, he got paid thousand dollars, hit a lot of home runs. No doubt about that. One guy you missed on. Ooh. Jake Berger, probably. Very good. Like I said, he's like second, third round, like little tubby kid, and now he's playing the big leagues for the White Sox. Like probably punted on that one. Um, Plasmeyer, Flo and Mo really wanted, and I screwed that one up a little bit because I was like, ah, we get him in like fourth round, and he went in the third round, and uh, I got in trouble for that a little bit. Uh, who else? Because there's a lot of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm no super scout. Um, it's okay. You ain't got to give them all away. We don't want to get you fired on here. Yeah. We don't want you to run the power crew next week on the Chase Brewster show because you got punted for naming all your mistakes. <laughs> no doubt. All right. So no at doubt. some point in every show, we're going to, you know, we got what I call five moments of truth. Um, so. Okay. Moment number one, and we're going to ask every guest the same thing. It's very important to me because I consider you guys very successful. So these are five questions I felt that any anybody that just wanted to be, you know, maybe looked up to you or had interest in Dirk Kenny or whatever, just these and, and every guest after that, these are kind of the secret sauce of, um, you know, kind of what gets you going and follows up with the watch after. But uh, moment one is what's the best advice you've ever received and who gave it to you? Mike Roberts telling me just to be a good person, open doors, smile, shake hands, be respectful to whoever, to anybody. So, and you know, Lefty's got my heart. So, but he'd always, yeah, but he would always harp, like, just be a good person. And we think, we think that's just so generic, but if you think about it, it's like really deep. For sure. Yeah. That that would be the biggest advice. The give me the one mentor, either personally or professionally, that changed you and kind of kind of helped mold you to who you are today. Gonna be Mike again, man. Mike's undefeated in that stuff. Oh, ain't no doubt. Like he he's been there. He's been there when I had a kid and I didn't know how to change a diaper. He's been there when we had marital problems. He's been there when I was divorced. He's been there when I got married. Like he's always been there for me. Oh, means the world. Mike's a good. He's always been there up and down. I talked to him today. He's complaining that he can't hit golf balls long enough anymore, and he has to sit down in his rocking chair. Like, who does that? How different, this how is, different is it? How different is it being on the road without Mike now? It's hard a little bit sometimes. Because he'd always make you go to a Waffle House. He'd always make you go, like, and he'd always humble your yeah. tail. Like, that one, day like we, Mike never, that one day we were at crowd and it was 12 degrees and you got up and it was just being in because the young and always thinks he knows what you're doing. He's got no idea. <laughs> we went to watch Ashby pitch against DMAC that night. And I stole, no the, cap. I stole those blankets in front of me. It was so cold. It was like 12 degrees. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike was like, yeah, the young and always thinks he knows it better more than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Mike's the man. Mike, if you see this, we love you too. So. Um, you know, moment number three for me is, and this is an important question, at least from my view, is who, who's the up and coming guy 
professionally that if, if the Cardinals said, hey, we need to hire, you know, whoever, whatever position, it's got to be this guy. Who's the guy you're stamping in your profession that's up and coming? Like what, how much are they working for? Because that's going to come to play on this one. Unlimited. Best guy for the job. For what job, though? Any job. You pick. Who's the best up-and-coming professional baseball scout that you've been across? That would work for sixty grand. One hundred sixty, because that's not part of the question. The question is, who I know. I tricky. This is like this is like a setup. No, it's just we want to give praise to the young guys that are working hard. Like Saul would be the guy I would hire for sixty uh, grand. So I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Saul would be the answer to a lot of questions. Though. He he could run GM. He could run. If, if it was, was two fifty, it'd be you. But no, no, I know. It's, I was serious. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't. So listen. Okay. So Tyler, sorry. So give me like Nathan Hood. Great dude. Great dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Great dude. So Hood is <clears throat> saw as the up and coming young guys in the profession. Mike Roberts as the mentor. Huge age gap between those three. Give me the secret sauce in the middle of what makes those guys just so different, and so easy to work with. Um, both as as the older guy who's mentored you and some. It's definitely a younger guy in saw that you kind of mentored yourself. You can call Mike anytime, anytime, 2 a.m., 8 a.m., Mike's going to answer. And then those young kids are always working, and I always respect people at work. Because if I don't see you at the game, I'm, I'm not going to be a fan of you. And I'm not saying, like, Yeah. But we need we need to get people like go the game, be right, all that. <clears throat> so that's where the the two things are. You have one who's been, I mean, for God's sakes, he's been a marriage counselor. He's been a dad. He's been pitched some usual. I mean, think about all these things. And then you've got a young kid who's like motivated and wants to go. Then that's my type of people. For sure. So, moment four, give me your uh, give me your personal goals for the rest of this year in 2023. Give me some some goals that that's that's driving you right now. Uh, goal number one is always be a good father. It's never up for debate. Goal in baseball, probably try to find some hideout like in Concordia, Kansas, that we don't know about. Find that guy. And then goal number three is that to make sure you guys don't lose in Jupiter. I definitely hope you know, I don't have to. It'll, it'll wish I could be there. Yeah, unfortunately, this year, uh, P's birthday is, is on uh, on that Saturday at Jupiter, so Dirk won't be with us, unfortunately. But hopefully we'll play well without him. Last, last one. You know, I kind of talked on, on trying to change the world, just just – you know, as I get older, being a better person and, and just, you know, wanting to, to give back any way I can. And, and I know you feel the same way. Tell me, um, you know, what your one, what's your one advice to anybody listening or, you know, just uh, personally, what's your, um, you know, self-philosophy going forward on, on how to just make this whole thing a better place and, you know, just try to motivate and inspire people that are listening. Do everything 100%. It's not hard. Don't be, don't be a bad human. 
do everything 100%. Everything will take care of itself. Be my love to everybody out there. Well, I got to say this, too, because a lot of times, you know, people take shots at me on Twitter the last four or five years, and and normally the same, a couple people. But, you know, before sometimes before I can even read them, I'll get the text from you going like, hey, take the hero, take the hero. And, you know, growing up and being young and dumb, never wanted to do that. Like, I was ready to, like, get after it. But now that I am what I would consider successful, I look back and now I don't even care. Like, I would have literally went out of my way to cause problems and to come off as a bad human instead of just taking the high road. So I appreciate you always instilling that in me and making sure. Just everything 100%. It's not hard. It's really not that hard, Dave. You know, those five questions to me kind of mean a lot. And I spent a lot of time thinking about them and, and want to ask everybody. I got them taped on my walls while I keep looking off to the side, just kind of looking at them every day. But just kind of want to cut it at the end to make sure that if somebody's paying attention to this, they'll know that, hey, these things are important to Dirk Kenny. You know, these things are important, you know, to the, to the next guest we have. And, and I just want, if nobody else gets to see the rest of that, and they just see an Instagram clip or a roll, you know, I just want people to know that, that those are what's important to you. And, you know, Mike and some of these guys have helped change your life. Like you've helped change mine. And it's important for me to get those guys added in there. So um, I appreciate you answering those questions. Sure. You know, I love right. it. has been a, it's been a big yeah, time. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been an honor to have you do episode number one, and hopefully this thing will go on forever. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it'll be something that people enjoy, and uh, you know that, that people will talk about. But it all started with you, like most things we've done. And I can't thank you enough for all that, and, and I appreciate you. And hopefully, it'll come out good, and, and uh, hopefully this will hopefully this will take off, man. And people are watching around the world and following you on Twitter and all that good stuff because you. You preach the message, and I appreciate everything you've done for me and for the show. We're all good. Love you, stud. All right, you need anything? Being you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.